Hi there, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and across the Six Nations as Europe's elite go head-to-head in rugby's oldest international competition. Each week, we'll be looking at the QBE predictor, which forecasts the results of each round of matches. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe now and download wherever you get your podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. From London, I'm John Weeks, and this is The Standard. Picture the scene. It's Friday morning. You wake up cosy in your bed, stretch, yawn, and think about your day ahead. No commute, work from your home office, clock off in good time, and then the evening is yours. What could possibly tempt you back into the office? Well, Mayor Sadiq Khan has a plan. From next week, he's scrapping peak tube and train fares on Fridays in the capital, meaning all pay-as-you-go oyster and contactless fares, including some trips from outside the Greater London boundary, will be charged at off-peak rates. It's an initiative continuing until the end of May in the hope it'll draw more people into the city, helping London continue its economic recovery from the impact of the pandemic. And in response to those cut price fares, cafes and restaurants are now getting in on the action, offering discounts and special deals on Fridays to further encourage workers into the office. So, could a discount on your favourite venti iced caramel macchiato with extra caramel be enough to tempt you in? Or could a cut price meal at that restaurant you've been meaning to try out be enough to get you back on the tube on the last day of the week? Joining me now is our City Hall and Transport Editor, Ross Lydell. Ross, discount travel is, of course, one part of this equation. Now, businesses are getting involved. Do we know yet what exactly is on offer for those who do make their way into the office on a Friday? We only know some detail so far. Uh, One of the best restaurants in the city, a French restaurant that has two Michelin stars, will be offering £100 Friday lunch menus, a sort of tasting menu. Uh, The National Gallery will be open until nine o'clock on Fridays under a sort of Friday Lates programme. There will be some music, free music in Victoria at Cardinal Place. And also some coffee shops will be offering 20% off coffee and buns on Fridays. So um, there's limited benefits coming through. We'll probably hear many more as the scheme gets up and running. Probably what happened here, to be fair to the businesses, though, is that they were waiting for confirmation from Sadiq Khan and Transport for London. That has only just come today. Uh, It will start next Friday, but so they've now essentially got a week or two to get their act together to get those special deals uh, up and publicised. And what sort of discussions do you think Sadiq Khan will have had with these businesses to encourage them really to offer these discounts? This has been largely driven by what are known as business improvement districts, which are sort of little groups of businesses in key areas that sort of work together to both improve the look of the area, you know, the amount of street cleaning, sometimes to put on security guards and also to promote themselves. Uh, There are a number of these bids, as they called. They were aware of this plan from early January when it was first announced by the mayor and they started work there. And really, it's the idea of, you know, getting 
them to help each other, that if one business puts on something, then there's a good reason for another business to do likewise, so that uh, Londoners or shoppers can sort of dot from business to business. They can go and get a, a cheaper coffee in one place, perhaps get 10% off a book in another, enjoy some music or art uh, when they're out and about, and then have a, a cheaper dinner or possibly cheaper theatre tickets. So it's credit to the businesses of sort of uh, taking up the mantle. Uh, it's not come directly from City Hall, but the, these businesses are well aware that uh, customers aren't as numerous on Fridays as they used to be, certainly pre-pandemic, and that they can essentially piggyback off the mayor's idea to look to uh, get their own tills sort of rattling merrily and hope to drive up business and uh, for the sort of greater good of the capital's economy. And looking at the price cut travel scheme that Sadiq Khan is trialling alongside this, considering the time of year, is there an element of trying to win voters in the meantime? Oh, I think it would be outrageous to suggest that Sadiq Khan has an eye on the mayoral elections. After all, you know, this is the most uh, political of all politicians you're likely to come across. Uh, somebody whose antennae sort of twitch every minute of the day as he tries to work out how to win himself a bit more power. He's a very canny operator. He's clearly got an eye on the May 2nd election and uh, he hopes that both his fails freeze or his partial fails freeze to be more accurate and this sort of cheaper fails on Friday offer will uh, win him a bit of love and support from Londoners that he hopes will be repaid at the ballot box. No doubt about that. And are we expecting any more sort of big announcements or similar announcements from Sadiq Khan between now and the 2nd of May? We are. We haven't yet had his mayoral manifesto. That will probably come in April. Uh, there'll be many more policies to come from him. We don't expect any more uh, cheaper fails offers or uh, sort of changes to the cost of travel because all that has been essentially ratified now as part of his annual budget. So that's all going through the sort of city hall machine he can't change the fares now. The new fares will come in on Sunday and they will be then frozen sort of until March 2025. So there won't be further fares cuts, but there'll be other policies to come, whether it's on transport, on policing, on housing, as Sadiq sets out his agenda and his essentially wish list and promise list to Londoners that should they choose to give him an unprecedented third term, this is what he will do between 2024 and 2028. Similarly, with the other candidates, there's now more than a dozen others who are looking to take him on, with Susan Hall, the Tory, the most prominent amongst them. They will also be releasing their manifestos, their ideas to win over Londoners' votes. So there's plenty more to come as we roll towards the May the 2nd polling date. Let's take a break now. Coming up in part two, will food and drink discounts actually be enough to get people back into the city? Oh, the idea of a pint of London Pride and a steak pie at half price probably would tempt me in. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. And what do you make Ross of this discount travel scheme? Do you think it is enough for some people who are used to that Friday lay-in? to actually commute into work. 
I think it's an interesting idea. There's long been quite a debate about sort of travel demand elasticity in the sense of if you tinker with fares, if you make fares cheaper, it will you encourage more people to use public transport. Normally, the argument goes the other way. It's normally the concern that if fares go up too much, then people will get back in their cars. Now, over the past few years, Sadiq has always been really mindful not to increase the price of a bus fare. You know, he has frozen that at £1.75. It did go up from £1.65 to £1.75 last year. So he's always tried to minimise any increase in bus travel because buses are more widely used than tubes and they're also a lot cheaper. So if you are a Londoner with uh, fewer pounds in your pocket, then you're more likely to travel by bus than you are by tube. What really is unknown is whether essentially these modest discounts because you still have to pay a reasonably hefty fare to travel on a Friday, whether these will be enough to incentivise people to go into the office on Friday. You know, for example, if you're travelling from Zone 6 to Zone 1, the difference will be a £2 saving per journey. You know, that's not inconsiderable, but is, you know, £4 overall enough to convince you to go into the office on Friday rather than perhaps remain with your current or new lifestyle of, you know, working from the kitchen table on Friday, as I'm sort of currently doing myself as I speak to you. Mm, Not sure. Um, You know, I think you've got to say good on Sadiq for giving it a try. It will also be interesting to see what happens on the trains. You know, the train companies haven't been exactly racing to offer great offers to passengers to get back on board. Uh, They have similar problems with a problem with weekday travel where week end travel on the trains has soared. Leisure travel is up, but commuter travel has not returned to pre-pandemic levels. So it's a real case, wait and see. What Sadiq doesn't want to happen <clears throat> is simply for people who come in on a Tuesday or a Wednesday to switch to a Friday. He wants them to come in Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday so that they don't just switch the days around to come in on the cheaper day, but they come in on more days. You know, my... Recent experience of the Tube, I've been on the Tube a couple of times earlier this week, was actually the services were pretty rammed and it feels almost back to normal. I think more people were getting back on the Tube anyway, regardless of this, just because their employers were saying, sorry guys, we need you back. You know, it's back to normal. It's a five day week. We're paying you for five days a week. We want to see your faces five days a week. Separate argument about whether you can be more productive at home. But uh, in terms of the fares, will it help? Mm. Possibly a little bit, but I think this is moving in the same direction of travel that Londoners are moving already. That's it. And I was speaking to someone the other day who's only ever worked hybrid. And she told me there's no way she could face going in five days a week. Do you think there's just a whole generation of people now who just can't comprehend going in on a Friday? I think there are. And also the other thing is if people haven't been used to doing a five day week once they get back on the tube, and this is something I noticed myself, it's um, not a massively enjoyable experience. I think many people who, if they go back to regular commuting, may question themselves why on earth they ever enjoyed this in the first place or ever had to go through it, that this could be seen as one of the benefits of the pandemic, that it allowed us to work differently and potentially use our time and sort of enjoy our lives that little bit more rather than having two hours a day set aside to being, you know, stuck up against somebody else on the northern line or the central line. Commuting it isn't generally that nice a thing to do, you know, from my own experience. I really regretted not cycling into the various places I was going in central London the other day rather than trying to cram on the tube. 
So in terms of, you know, do people want to travel again on Fridays? Do they really want to go back to five days a week? I'm really not sure they do. And for you personally, Ross, is there any coffee deal or meal deal that would get you in on a Friday every Friday? Oh, the idea of a pint of London Pride and a steak pie at half price probably would tempt me in or a, a great sort of English breakfast fry up too. Wouldn't do much for my waistline, but uh, appealing to my stomach is certainly the way to get me out of my kitchen. Uh, so if there's any good gastropubs want to uh, steal that idea and put on sort of Rossi's meal deal, please feel free. Pick up the Evening Standard newspaper for more news, interviews and analysis or head to standard.co.uk. Thanks for listening. We're back on Monday afternoon at four o'clock.